Welcome to Snooze with Sam. Scottish sleep stories, guided meditations, and ambience. I'd like you to join me on a journey to a place where nature thrives, tranquility embraces, and life's simple pleasures mean everything. In this place, there are no worries, there are no unwanted thoughts, and everything moves slowly. It is your safe space, where you are free to relax, live blissfully, and embrace what it is you truly value. So, as always, lie back. Take a nice deep breath and enjoy this story. This story is called The Secret Garden. Pure and simple bliss is being in the presence of nature. Nothing can corrupt the peace and innocence of all we plants and animals living in total harmony together. This is never more evident than in the springtime, when all species are nest building, love making, and committing their everything to the circle of life. Every animal is busy ensuring they have the best chance of having little miniatures of themselves to live on and continue their legacy. But it is not only the birds, little mammals and insects which blossom 
and bloom. So does every plant, flower, shrub and tree. From the bleak, bare twigs of winter bursts such impressive and luscious displays of leaves and foliage. You'd have sworn there was an overnight agreement between all living things. Beneath the warm sunshine on this pleasant afternoon, the natural world bustles around you in all directions. You are walking down a small country lane with a mixture of wild woodland and meadow on either side of the small gravel path. To your left, long swathes of wild grass flow gently in the breeze, like the ripples atop a pond. Seeing something turn the invisible air into a visual art form is always so endearing to you. It seems to move in slow motion, turning gusts into soothing waves and dampening the air's effect on the land. A whole host of colourful meadow flowers burst from beneath the grass roots, straining for the sunshine above. It's like someone's sewn wee buttons on a broad, sandy-coloured knitted garment. On your right, Tall trees jostle for canopy space, with a variety of leaves all battling for the optimum position to soak up the warm sunshine rays. As you walk, the treetops scatter the sunshine across your face as you dip continuously in and out of the shade. It's such a lovely warm day that you don't mind the odd bit of shade. It's rather soothing 
actually. Looking up into the treetops, you try to count how many beings they are home to. In the upper reaches of one particularly tall cedar, two busy magpies pinch and tuck twigs into the bowl of a tree's branches, all to place the finishing touches to their impressive nest. You spare some good thoughts for them, wishing them all the best for the season ahead. A coo of a small white dove draws your attention in another direction as it perches on a lower hanging arm of an oak tree. Perhaps it is still looking for a mate. Or perhaps it's perfectly content as it is. It looks happy anyway, with eyes half shut, as if losing the battle with the afternoon snoozes. You wish it some sweet dreams. A rustle of branches and scratches draws your gaze in yet another direction. As two squirrels chase one another up and down the trunks of a cluster of birches. They leap from tree to tree, branch to branch, twiglet to twiglet in hot pursuit. You're not actually sure who is chasing who, but then they don't seem to know either. They are very small, which you suppose means they are some early babies, still in their playful stage. How very cute. You wish them a happy, prosperous life ahead, with plenty of fun and shenanigans. The path you walk on winds 
and bows, only meandering gently with the contours of the land. The fizz and buzz of very busy insects fills the dead space. In between birdsong, the hiss of breeze-blown leaves, and the trickle of the odd stream or brook. It couldn't be any other time than the transition phase between spring and early summer. At the side of the path, a charming dry stone wall picks up where a hedgerow left off. You let a hand drag over the rough rocks, feeling for their age and weathered surfaces. Up ahead, you spot a small ginger cat sitting on top of this wall, licking a paw and washing its ears. So as not to startle the cat, you ease up towards it and offer it a hand and a compulsory Pausing its washing, it sees you and thankfully doesn't run away. Instead, it regards you for a moment in that way that cats do, and then continues doing its thing. That's about as good an invitation as you suppose you'll get. So, you stroll up to the cat, Reach out a hand again and give the wee cat a scratch behind the ear. At first it doesn't seem too bothered, but then you obviously press the bliss button and quite quickly It involuntarily closes its eyes in contentedness. A little glance at its collar shows their name to be Mora. You wish we Morag well. 
as you whisper sweet little nothings to this most friendly of cats. You've been so preoccupied by the cat that you've only just noticed that a few feet away, further down the wall, is what appears to be a small metal gate. With a final stroke of Morag's wee face, you investigate as she slides off down the back of the wall. Looking closer at the gate, this work of wrought iron is truly beautiful, especially being surrounded by dense, creeping ivy. Clearly having been forged with love, care, and a great deal of skill, the intricacies of the metal patterns are rather bewitching. Spirals, curls, and Celtic crosses interweb and weave around the others. The most fascinating details about this gate, however, are its colours. On the front fascia, the iron wears its forged and weathered patina with pride. Mild rusty oranges break free from the graphite metal in places. But on the inner edges of the patterns, the most vivid of cobalt blues covers every surface. It is stunning, almost like a blend of Celtic and Japanese design. No light escapes around the edges of this gate, but you can see through it. And on the far side, a smaller, tighter corridor wanders off into the distance beneath the trees. How curious. Looking around the wall, 
and surrounding area. You cannot see any signage or indication as to what was behind this gate. You certainly saw no houses through the woodland on your approach. Curiosity inevitably gets the better of you and you test the gate with a light push from your hand. With the most gentle of metallic squeaks, the gate swings gently inwards with little to no resistance. You step through the threshold and a great sense of anticipation increases as you sense something in the air a tangible feeling of welcoming calm and tranquility as though there is something close by which wants you to explore it. And so you do. Closing the gate behind you, you set off down the narrow woodland path, ducking underneath low-hanging branches and ivy tails. Now you sense a change in scenery is near, as the sound quality of your surroundings moves from one of intimate delicacy beneath the close woods, to one of impending openness. And after a moment or two of wiggling and squeezing your way through the narrow bushes, you find that you are right. Slowly into your vision feeds a large, round and open space of such overwhelming beauty. You find yourself lost for words mouth hanging open. It's like a secret garden, 
tucked well away out of sight. Taking center stage, a pond fit for a postcard lies beneath a huge cherry blossom tree in full bloom. A faint trickle of a stream feeds the pond on one side. But not before it falls and tumbles down a series of stepped stones, creating the most lovely water feature. Floating on the water's surface, vibrant lily pads and flowers play home to a zoo of little beasties. Toads and frogs peer from the shallows, watching in case any passers-by get a little too close. Pond skaters and water boatmen zip this way and that, always moving, always busy, to each side of the pond the path splits and sweeps around in a great encompassing circle. There is a very obvious divide between the garden's residence on each side of the pond. On your right hand side, Surrounding the little stream which flows from some distant woodland grows a whole manner of fruits, vegetables and other delicious things. Up at the back where it's a little shadier. Deep troughs keep potatoes, turnips, parsnips and carrots happy, all of which look healthy and ripe for picking. Creeping beans, sugar snap peas, and raspberry plants cling to bamboo fences up against a hedgerow. 
purpley red Swiss chard and other leafy greens take up the spaces in between the larger bushes and sporadic fruit trees and shrubs here and there. They look a little more reserved, not being in season after all. But the plum trees, apple groves and gooseberry bushes all flower little delicate white flowers in anticipation of autumn. Then you notice the most remarkable thing. A little further up the garden, a few wee fluffy white bums of rabbits hop around, nibbling contentedly on the grass. You'd not even have noticed them if they hadn't moved. But here they are, not eating the vegetables. Someone has clearly had a word with these wee bunnies, or come to some sort of mutual agreement. Strolling across to the left side of the pond, you soak up everything on offer in this half of the garden. Dozens of flowers of all varieties shine and bloom with utter radiance. Blue and yellow primroses Gleaming white snowdrops Multicoloured crocuses Lovely deep orange daffodils Hyacinths Tulips and even the odd cluster of red and pink wallflowers set amongst some rock beds. Every few metres, surrounded by perfectly manicured grass, these flower displays provide a feast for the eyes and the nose. They are a total 
sensory overload. It's one of your favourite things to enjoy the smell of flowers. A true simple pleasure. It overloads your body and mind with feel-good endorphins. The whole garden is a sensory overload as it is. But you spot the most delicious looking bed of enormous roses of all colours. You bend down to smell them all in turn. You start with the red ones. Very nice. A classic rose smell and not all too sweet. Kind of like Turkish delight. Next, some white ones. These are very delicate, with hardly much smell at all. Still, they are very beautiful. Now, the yellow and the pink ones. With a great lungful of air, you find yourself in blissful euphoria as the sweetest, richest and most tantalizing aromas you can remember flow through your entire body. You can feel the response inside. It's equal parts excitement and utter relaxation as huge quantities of serotonin and dopamine flood your very being. Another wee movement in your peripheral vision draws your attention as a wee spiny hedgehog shuffles casually along the grass in the direction of some undergrowth. They are normally nocturnal creatures, though 
Perhaps this garden is just too special even for them to miss during the day. You feel a great deal of empathy as the little hedgehog disappears into a bush. You wish the hedgehog a pleasant day and a wonderful snooze as and when they choose to pop their head down for a while. Nearby to the bush, into which the hedgehog vanished, you spot a little gap in the foliage, which looks like it leads to somewhere. Curious, as usual, you wander over and peer through, and to your delight, inside this gap in the granary lies an even prettier miniature garden, all tucked away and sheltered. There are two smaller cherry blossom trees, all fully in bloom with white and pink flowers, and strung between the two is a hammock, complete with a shawl and a couple of pillows. In the corner of this elliptical mini-garden is a small wooden shelter complete with wood stock and rocking chair all arranged on a pretty little flagstone patio. It looks like the perfect place for one to sit and read one's book with a coffee in the morning, soaking up the sunshine. On the other side, more creeping vines run up stone walls and the dense hedges, backing onto the rearmost border of the entire garden. But it's the hammock which has caught your fancy the most. And the temptation to rest is growing increasingly strong. Without much further debate, 
you step underneath the low-hanging branches and slide into the hammock, letting your body settle where it lies. Tucking a few of the pillows behind your head, you feel so instantly comfortable that you cannot help but to close your eyes and simply let the sounds of nature paint a picture around you. Your breaths deepen, your heart rate slows to a reduced and relaxed pace. The songs of the garden birds, the coos of doves and pigeons, the hiss and buzz of insects. Every detail in your surroundings becomes extra defined with your eyes shut. You can pick out everything. The warmth of the sunshine above, combined with the gentle sway of the hammock in the breeze, begins to lull you into a deeper and deeper rest. With every gentle sway, You feel your body get heavier and sink deeper. Merely listening to the natural world and all its inhabitants soothes you and calms your mind. The distant trickle of the stream, the odd drill of a woodpecker, the incessant trills of a musical blackbird, all blend into one wonderful and relaxing soundscape which lulls you closer and closer to a deep rest. After a short while your thoughts begin to wander 
and daydream. And before long, you come to the subconscious answer that it is pure and simple bliss being in the presence of nature. Nothing can corrupt the peace and innocence of all the wee plants and animals living in total harmony together. This is never more evident than in the springtime, when all species are nest building, love making, and committing they're everything to the circle of life. Every animal is busy, ensuring they have the best chance of having little miniatures of themselves to live on and continue their legacy. But it is not only the birds, little mammals, and insects which blossom and bloom. So does every plant, flower, shrub and tree. From the bleak bare twigs of winter burst such impressive and luscious displays of leaves and foliage. You'd have sworn there was an overnight agreement between all living things. Beneath the warm sunshine on this pleasant afternoon. The natural world bustles around you in all directions. You are walking down a small country lane with a mixture of wild woodland and meadow on either side of the small gravel path. To your left, long swathes of wild grass flow gently in the breeze, like the ripples atop a pond. Seeing something turn the invisible air into a visual art form is always so endearing to you. It seems to move in slow motion, turning gusts 
into soothing waves and dampening the air's effect on the land. A whole host of colourful meadow flowers burst from beneath the grass roots, straining for the sunshine above. It's like someone's sewn wee buttons on a broad, sandy-coloured knitted garment. On your right, tall trees jostle for canopy space, with a variety of leaves all battling for the optimum position to soak up the warm sunshine rays. As you walk, the treetops Scatter the sunshine across your face as you dip continuously in and out of the shade. It's such a lovely warm day that you don't mind the odd bit of shade. It's rather soothing actually. Looking up into the treetops, you try to count how many beings they are home to. In the upper reaches of one particularly tall cedar, Two busy magpies pinch and tuck twigs into the bow of a tree's branches, all to place the finishing touches to their impressive nest. You spare some good thoughts for them. Wishing them all the best for the season ahead. A coo of a small white dove draws your attention in another direction as it perches on a lower hanging arm of an oak tree. Perhaps it is still looking for a mate. Or perhaps it's perfectly content as it is. It looks happy anyway, with eyes half shut, as if losing the battle with the afternoon snoozes. You wish it some sweet dreams.
a rustle of branches and scratches draws your gaze in yet another direction. As two squirrels chase one another up and down the trunks of a cluster of birches. They leap from tree to tree, branch to branch, twiglet to twiglet, in hot pursuit. You're not actually sure who is chasing who, but then they don't seem to know either. They are very small, which you suppose means they are some early babies, still in their playful stage. How very cute. You wish them a happy, prosperous life ahead with plenty of fun and shenanigans. The path you walk on winds and bows, only meandering gently with the contours of the land. The fizz and buzz of very busy insects fills the dead space. In between bird song, the hiss of breeze blown leaves, and the trickle of the odd stream or brook. It couldn't be any other time than the transition phase between spring and early summer. At the side of the path, a charming dry stone wall picks up where Hedgerow left off. You let a hand drag over the rough rocks, feeling for their age and weathered surfaces. Up ahead, you spot a small ginger cat sitting on top of this wall licking a paw and washing its ears. So as not to startle the cat, you ease up towards it and offer it a hand and a compulsory Pausing its washing 
it sees you and thankfully doesn't run away. Instead, it regards you for a moment in that way that cats do and then continues doing its thing. That's about as good an invitation as you suppose you'll get. So, you stroll up to the cat, reach out a hand again, and give the wee cat a scratch behind the ear. At first it doesn't seem too bothered, but then you obviously press the bliss button, and quite quickly, it involuntarily closes its eyes in contentedness. A little glance at its collar shows their name to be Mora. You wish we Morag well, as you whisper sweet little nothings to this most friendly of cats. You've been so preoccupied by the cat, that you've only just noticed that, a few feet away, further down the wall, is what appears to be a small metal gate. With a final stroke of Morag's wee face, you investigate as she slides off down the back of the wall. Looking closer at the gate, this work of wrought iron is truly beautiful, especially being surrounded by dense creeping ivy. Clearly having been forged with love, care and a great deal of skill, the intricacies of the metal patterns are rather bewitching. Spirals, curls, and Celtic crosses interweb and weave around the others. The most fascinating details about this gate, however, are its colours.
on the front fascia. The iron wears its forged and weathered patina with pride. Mild rusty oranges break free from the graphite metal in places. But on the inner edges of the patterns, the most vivid of cobalt blues covers every surface. It is stunning, almost like a blend of Celtic and Japanese design. No light escapes around the edges of this gate, but you can see through it. And on the far side, a smaller, tighter corridor wanders off into the distance beneath the trees. How curious. Looking around the wall and surrounding area, cannot see any signage or indication as to what was behind this gate. You certainly saw no houses through the woodland on your approach. Curiosity inevitably gets the better of you and you test the gate with a light push from your hand. With the most gentle of metallic squeaks, the gate swings gently inwards with little to no resistance. You step through the threshold and a great sense of anticipation increases as you sense something in the air a tangible feeling of welcoming calm and tranquility as though there is something close by which wants you to explore it. And so you do. Closing the gates behind you, you set off down the narrow woodland path ducking underneath 
low-hanging branches and ivy tails. Now you sense a change in scenery is near, as the sound quality of your surroundings moves from one of intimate delicacy beneath the close woods, to one of impending openness. And after a moment or two of wiggling and squeezing your way through the narrow bushes, you find that you are right. Slowly into your vision feeds a large, round, and open space of such overwhelming beauty, you find yourself lost for words, mouth hanging open. It's like a secret garden, tucked well away out of sight. Taking centre stage, a pond fit for a postcard lies beneath a huge cherry blossom tree in full bloom. A faint trickle of a stream feeds the pond on one side, but not before it falls and tumbles down a series of stepped stones, creating the most lovely water feature. Floating on the water's surface, vibrant lily pads and flowers play home to a zoo of little beasties. Toads and frogs peer from the shallows watching in case any passers-by get a little too close. Pond skaters and water boatmen zip this way and that, always moving always busy. To each side of the pond, the path splits and sweeps around 
in a great encompassing circle. There is a very obvious divide between the garden's residence on each side of the pond. On your right hand side, surrounding the little stream which flows from some distant woodland, grows a whole manner of fruits, vegetables and other delicious things. Up at the back, where it's a little shadier, deep troughs keep potatoes, turnips, parsnips and carrots happy, all of which look healthy and ripe for picking. Creeping beans, sugar snap peas, and raspberry plants cling to bamboo fences up against a hedgerow. Purpley red, Swiss chard, and other leafy greens take up the spaces in between the larger bushes and sporadic fruit trees and shrubs here and there. They look a little more reserved, not being in season after all. But the plum trees, apple groves, and gooseberry bushes all flower little delicate white flowers in anticipation of autumn. Then you notice the most remarkable thing. A little further up the garden, a few wee fluffy white bums of rabbits hop around, nibbling contentedly on the grass. You'd not even have noticed them if they hadn't moved. But here they are, not eating the vegetables. Someone has clearly had a word with these wee bunnies, or come to some sort of mutual agreement.
strolling across to the left side of the pond. You soak up everything on offer in this half of the garden. Dozens of flowers of all varieties shine and bloom with utter radiance. Blue and yellow primroses gleaming white snowdrops multicoloured crocuses lovely deep orange daffodils hyacinths tulips and even the odd cluster of red and pink wallflowers set amongst some rock beds. Every few metres, surrounded by perfectly manicured grass, these flower displays provide a feast for the eyes and the nose. They are a total sensory overload. It's one of your favourite things to enjoy the smell of flowers. A true simple pleasure. It overloads your body and mind with feel-good endorphins. The whole garden is a sensory overload as it is. But you spot the most delicious looking bed of enormous roses of all colours. You bend down to smell them all in turn. You start with the red ones. Very nice. A classic rose smell and not all too sweet. Kind of like Turkish delight. Next, some white ones. These are very delicate, with hardly much smell at all. Still, they are very beautiful. Now, the yellow and 
the pink ones. With a great lungful of air, you find yourself in blissful euphoria as the sweetest, richest, and most tantalizing aromas you can remember flow through your entire body. You can feel the response inside. It's equal parts excitement and utter relaxation. As huge quantities of serotonin and dopamine flood your very being. Another wee movement in your peripheral vision draws your attention as a wee spiny hedgehog shuffles casually along the grass in the direction of some undergrowth. They are normally nocturnal creatures Though perhaps this garden is just too special even for them to miss during the day. You feel a great deal of empathy as the little hedgehog disappears into a bush. You wish the hedgehog a pleasant day and a wonderful snooze as and when they choose to pop their head down for a while. Nearby to the bush into which the hedgehog vanished you spot a little gap in the foliage, which looks like it leads to somewhere. Curious, as usual, you wander over and peer through, and to your delight, Inside this gap in the granary lies an even prettier miniature garden, all tucked away and sheltered. There are two smaller cherry blossom trees all fully in bloom with white and pink flowers and strung between the two is a hammock complete 
with a shawl and a couple of pillows. In the corner of this elliptical mini-garden is a small wooden shelter complete with wood stock and rocking chair all arranged on a pretty little flagstone patio. It looks like the perfect place for one to sit and read one's book with a coffee in the morning, soaking up the sunshine. On the other side, more creeping vines run up stone walls and the dense hedges, backing onto the rearmost border of the entire garden. But it's the hammock which has caught your fancy the most. And the temptation to rest is growing increasingly strong. Without much further debate, you step underneath the low-hanging branches and slide into the hammock, letting your body settle where it lies. Tucking a few of the pillows behind your head, you feel so instantly comfortable that you cannot help but to close your eyes and simply let the sounds of nature paint a picture around you. Your breaths deepen, your heart rate slows to a reduced and relaxed pace. The songs of the garden birds, the coos of doves and pigeons, the hiss and buzz of insects. Every detail in your surroundings becomes extra defined with your eyes shut. You can pick out everything. The warmth of the sunshine above, combined with the gentle sway of the hammock in the breeze, begins to lull you into a deeper 
and deeper rest. With every gentle sway, you feel your body get heavier and sink deeper. Merely listening to the natural world and all its inhabitants soothes you and calms your mind. The distant trickle of the stream, the odd drill of a woodpecker, the incessant trills of a musical blackbird. all blend into one wonderful and relaxing soundscape which lulls you closer and closer to a deep rest.